Sports Knoxville is proud to present the show that the fans deserve. I'd consider myself a realist, all right, but in philosophical terms, I'm what's called a pessimist. The show that the city needs. This town deserves a better class of sports radio. And we're going to give it to them. This is Talk Sports. Leave one wolf alive and the sheep are never safe. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. John Reed, Cody McClure, Cam Black, as we kick off this Monday, March 6th. Cody, how are you, my friend? I am okay, John. It's good to be here. Good to be anywhere. Fine Monday. My grandmother has just turned 83 years of age. Today's her birthday? Yesterday was. Hmm. Shout out to her. She's not listening. So I don't know why I'm shouting her out, but she's 83 now, which is, that's a pretty good run. That's, that's, that's impressive. Anytime you can get to 83, you can lock that deal in. Uh, good weekend, I guess. I don't know. Nothing really happened. How are you today? I feel a little uh, congested still. I feel like I got something right all around in my chest, so I don't know. Might not Con- be getting better at all. Congestion. Just uh, kind of rattling. <clears throat> rattling. Yeah, you know, like in your chest when you cough, you can just feel like it rattle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's kinda going like on. That. With me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. Still got that going on, so I don't know if I'm actually getting better or not. My throat feels okay at least, so here we are. Have you tried gargling uh, salt water? No, everyone keeps suggesting that, but I haven't tried that yet. What about... Uh, what is that for? What about non-salt water? What about just fresh yeah, water? Yeah, I've gargled some water, yeah. Fresh water, that didn't help? Some mouthwash. What, what would about be water the, with pepper? What, what's the point of gargling, gargling the, the salt water? Is that for like a sore throat? I don't know. Because I don't really I don't have know. a sore throat anymore. No, I don't, uh, I don't really know what the point is. In that, I'm, I'm not sure why people do that, but you know, I guess it helps some people. So, if it helps, you do what you got to do. So, you think you might get well soon, or I don't know. No, you don't could know. Could be it for me. This could be no. just my new life. Could be, could be, could be the end of it. It's hard to say. Did you have a good weekend? I had a, a pretty good weekend. You know, nothing. Nothing really stands out other than just, uh, you know, dealing with the public, uh, just the average public. Uh, I'm, I'm getting really tired of uh, dirty people. There's, there's a lot of dirty people around here, you know. I, I know I've been saying this for a while, but, and, and you know, I, I don't shower every day. Sometimes I, I, I go every other day or... But I at least, you know, if I shower, if I don't shower today, I at least showered like the night before. And there, there's just a lot of dirty people to deal with in, in this area. If you get out of the city, that's why I try to stay in the city and on campus. If you, if you get out, you know, even 10 minutes, you get to the merchant's exit, it's over. It's over. 
everybody's dirty. Everybody you deal with out there. I picked this lady up yesterday, and it was one of these rides where it has a pin on it. They they, they do this now. When it has you, a pin on it, what does that mean? Well, it's a safety key type thing. You you have to confirm the rider's pin number, okay, so that they get in the car. And she, so this woman gets in, and she go. I said, "You have a pin," and she said, "My pin is one nine seven three." I said, "Okay." You think that's her ATM debit card number? No. Feels like it'd be a little dangerous for her. Is it? I guess Uber maybe gives it to you randomly. Yeah, they just give it to you randomly. She said, my pen is 1973. And I said, okay, thank you. And I said, you doing okay today? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. All right. And, you know, you're just getting ready to go eight minutes down the road, and you get into it, and about a minute in, no talking, just letting the music run. Everything's good. Sounds so, so far so good. Everything's good. And then she says, that pen's easy for me to remember because 1973 was when my mama married her first husband. I said, oh, great. Here we go again. Here we go again. People just unload things on you that you have you have absolutely no interest. Now, was this woman dirty as well? Yeah, or? she was oh, extremely okay. dirty. Extremely dirty. You know, my daddy was a cab driver, and he used to take me with him on Sundays, and uh, we'd pick up drunks in the old city, and them drunks would hand daddy $100 every time he'd stop at the red light. And You know, my aunt, she's in a nursing home. We just had to put her in there. All of this just completely unprompted, completely without me asking anything. Sounds like you're making <clears throat> a friend. And then, you know, there's this guy last night who's got a like a, a boom box with him. Okay. He's got his own little handheld, like it's the 90s, walking uh-huh. around with his own handheld stereo, and he just subjects me. Sounds like a king. He, against my will, subjects me to his music. Yep. You know, I just got the radio on, playing my music. He said, turn that down, turn that down. I want you to listen to my song. I said, Jesus Christ. And so I got to listen. For 10 minutes, I'm driving this guy over into wherever the hell he's going, and, and he's just, he's making me listen to the most god-awful, it was like some new age country. He said he was a DJ, and he had combined this new age country with some other garbage. And then he starts playing this, um, you know the song, we have the rejoin of the Nelly song? Yeah. He starts playing that, but he's dubbed over the Sweet Home Alabama riff. And so it's like, dun-dun-dun, and then it's N- Nelly goes into... You know, doing the song, and, uh-huh. I, and I, it's awful. It's it awful. It wasn't good. It was so horrible. It was, and then he did, like, another rock mix-up with uh, the To the Window, To the Wall song. Sure. This, Get this low. Is, this is awful. Why are you making me listen to this? And, and I can't do anything about it. You could say no. I, I don't know that I could have. I don't know that I could have said no. I just, just tired of dealing with people, the, the public... You know, and then you stop at the gas. I stop at the gas station, and and the the woman. It's always a dirty woman working the counter too, and the dirty woman rubs her hand all over my can. You know what I'm talking about when you buy a you buy a canned drink, and I, I hold it. Yeah. I hold the top of the can, and I hold it sideways to the scanner uh-huh. with my hand on it. As in, use your scanner on my barcode. I don't want you to touch my can. 
and they take the can from you and they run their dirty hands all over it. Sure. They're nasty ass hands. And I'm like, I got a drink from that the lip of that can where her her whatever stained hands. Have you considered just not putting the can down, just holding it? I, I do. And then they look at me weird, like, Are you gonna give me the can? You know, they don't know what you're trying to do. Sure. If I worked the counter at a convenience store, I would simply not rub my hands on people's cans. I think that's fair. I mean, if I want a dirty hand rubbed on my can, you know, I'll go back to the Bunny Ranch. Those girls are clean. It's so... Under the bridge probably would have been a better punchline. The people are... Yeah, maybe. The people are just so nasty. Well, I'm sorry you're dealing with this. You seem bothered. Cam, how are you? Any better for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Good week, good weekend. Um, Anything to complain about? Cody's been complaining for the last six minutes. Yeah, he's been going at it. Uh, Not really, actually. I I think I'm fine with life at this exact moment in time. Good to hear. Big birthday week. Yep, yep. Glad you're doing well. Tomorrow? Yep. Good, good. Two days in a row, you two have birthdays. Really kind of unfair, the pressure that it puts on me. Not really. <clears throat> That's true. I feel like it makes it easier to remember because you're just like, oh, one? Yeah. Then you know I know, but I feel like we should have a celebration tomorrow maybe because we won't see each other Wednesday. Right. Mm. But maybe we should do your birthday with Cam, do a conjoined. No, it's fine. I don't, I, I'm saying no. After the way you both treated me on Christmas, I'm saying no. I just want to go ahead and get it out there and say no. Because I'm smart enough to realize that your birthday's in April, so you're just trying to do something. <laughs> you could be like, well, I tried. You know, I said let's do something. So you're just trying to get You think I'm just right thinking here. of myself Correct. here? Yes. You're like, well, my birthday's in less than a month after this. So, like, if I. You think I'm that low down? Yeah, 1,000%. That's what you did on Christmas. That's what you did on Christmas. What you do wanted, you mean? You wanted good gifts, good thoughtful gifts. I and, did. I thought we then, were doing a bit. No. No, we weren't. You said you want good thoughtful gifts. I said, you sure? I was like, I don't want to go out here. I specifically said, I don't want to have to go out here at the pressure of shopping just for just for gag gifts. You said, no, no. It's going to be something thoughtful. And then you obviously, you know, was in a store at Dollar General getting some meat or something. Like, I'm going to go ahead and knock out John's shopping while I'm here. Since I brought this up, I got to do something. So then I ended up with three absolute nothing things that I haven't. They're just cluttering up the trunk of my car. You were just saying Cam didn't get me nothing the other day about the coin. You could use some coin wrappers. No, I can't use any coin wrappers. I didn't say that. So you were saying uh, you I just said banks don't let banks don't do it anymore. You I don't got to wrap coins. your coins. I, I don't have to because I use cards. You don't have I any use debit coins? cards. I got two quarters maybe that are sitting in my. My little uh, cup holder. That's well, eventually, about you're going to want to cash those in. No, I'm going to spend them eventually. Yeah. Or throw them at somebody. Some bum well, comes knocks my window. I'm hitting with a quarterback. Get out. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Go fetch. Get away from here. Yeah. What kind of uh, well? What kind of gift would you like? I, Nothing. I'd, I'd like. To I don't want. Any, I don't even want you to text me and tell me happy birthday. Honestly, so just don't even bother texting me on Wednesday. So you just you just not going to do. You're not going to have any. Correct. Okay. Well. Yep. And then when mm. April rolls around, just remember. That's where I'm at. Weekend was fine. We'll dive into sports after the break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio.
right, Cody, what's the story of the day? Is it Tennessee losing to Auburn? Is it the Lady Vols beating LSU and then getting killed by South Carolina? Is it the uh, Titans baseball team, the Titans, cleaning house? Bud Dupree cut Derrick Henry on the trading block. Uh, Derek Carr, what do you think? What do you got? None John of Morant? John Morant, don't forget about him. None. I was going to say none of those things. Okay, what do you got? Uh, uh, Neymar out for the rest of the year with an ankle injury Oh man, in, in soccer. Uh, I'd say worldwide, that's the biggest story. Yeah. Neymar. Oh, I don't know. I would have went with maybe Derek Carr, you know. Jokovic is pulling out of the uh, tournament. Huh? They won't let him in the country. What a COVID. What, um, yeah, I'd go Derek Carr. Looks like the ex-Raiders quarterback Derek Carr going to sign with the Saints. So, I was watching TV this morning, mm-hmm. as I am one to do in the mornings. Just kind of getting to uh, see what I miss, see what the talking points are. I miss that. And on uh, uh, Get Up, they were talking about, you know, Derek Carr to the Jets and, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And they're trying to kind of see, wait and see. And the next thing you know, boom, actually, he's going to the Raiders. Derek Carr, or going to the Saints, excuse me, is leaving the Raiders. We knew that. Had blocked a trade. Turn this off. Hmm? Turn it off. Turn what off? This, whatever the hell this is, turn it off. That's a commercial. commercial. Turn it off. It's a commercial. <laughs> turn it off. Why turn it you, off. you don't have to watch it. Turn it off. We're, it, off. It's it was a commercial. Off. It's th- off. Off those deformed looking women. I don't want to see them anymore. I can't help it that those off. women were on a commercial. Off. Off. Look, off. it's it's it's, t- off. it's Amy. Off. It's Amy off. though. Remote. <laughs> Why is she always on the TV? I'll this? turn it. No, just turn it off. It distracted me. Why are you watching it? You don't have to it's watch Because it's my Look, and I see these w- women. You, you don't have to watch. I know I don't have to. We're not going to. We're turning it off. How about the 2,000 Lakers and no. Clippers? Here. <laughs> I'm focused. Here. I don't know what you want to do this for. It's off. This is unfair. It's off. <laughs> this is unfair. I, I was engaged in the show. Everything was fine. No, you came on with Neymar. You're trying to be cute. And I trying to be you, cute? What are you yeah, talking about? I'm trying to be cute about Neymar. No one cares about Neymar being out. Well, I mean, that had nothing to do with Thousand Pound Sisters. I'm just saying you just did all, all of it together. All of it together. Then can't even watch my favorite daytime program. Enough of the big fat women. Enough, and I don't. Who the hell are those? People other, like when we watch the hell, Thousand Pound Sisters. Who were the hell else were those other? I don't sisters? know. That was an ad, advertisement for something. I don't know what that was. Were they deformed? Are they supposed to be deformed? They looked Pro- like probably yeah. it's TLC. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I didn't like it, and I don't want it on the TV. You're like the the guy you, that you want to watch in, something normal. That's fine, but you're not watching weird well, stuff. Well, I anymore. said we can turn the channel, and well, you took the remote tomorrow away. Tomorrow you could try again. Tomorrow. You tomorrow. Could try. Tomorrow you could try the last again. day of the week. Tomorrow you could try again <laughs> to put on something normal. But you lost a privilege today by putting on the weirdos again. I wouldn't call them weirdo just because they're obese. The weirdos. Uh, the weirdo channel. You're like the FCC guy that called in and the, the preacher that called George Carlin in and reported him when he said the seven dirty words and he heard it on the radio and he didn't like what he heard. That's, exactly. that's what you are. Great, great that's analogy. That's what you are, a snitch. Yep, great analogy. That's what, Who am I snitching to? Well, the, the point is, if you don't like it, you can turn away. You don't or, have to watch it. Or you can do or what? Or you can turn the dial. 
and that's like, exactly like that. I'd turn the dial to the off position. If you're listening to this I, radio I show off. right now and you don't like exactly what you what hear, you don't like it, turn it. Turn that's the exactly channel. Turn it. Or just turn the radio turn, off. Turn it. Or just turn the radio off, which turn is what it. I did. Turn it to I didn't other. like it, so I turned it off. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what you said I should do. That's what I did. I didn't want to watch it. I turned it off. I feel like there could have been a compromise. The compromise was turning it off. I think the compromise would have been turning the channel. I've asked you many times to quit watching the Freak Channel. Cam, have I not said enough with the freaks? Enough with the big fatties? Enough. Said the circus is over. The circus is over. No more. I don't think referring to someone as a freak is necessarily. They're on the Freak the Channel. Right. Nope. They're on the Freak Channel. They're freaks. It's not the Freak Channel. It is. It's, it's, it's TLC. The, what it's, does TLC stand for? Uh. The loser channel. I used to know, and now I for. I mean, is it not just the learning channel? Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Learning about freaks. We could have learned about no. no I don't I, we could learn about freaks. Obesity and uh, health, and you know, I, I like to watch it to learn proper diet tips and. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's definitely what Tammy's doing. Yeah, nutrition. She's teaching you what to do. No, she's teaching me what not to do. If it's, you don't it's know, education. If you don't know that you can't <laughs> eat nine fast food meals at one time, then there's no helping you. I don't even know how you'd eat like that. There was a time when I could kind of eat. I don't think I could ever get that big, though. It would be really hard to get that big. I think it would, honestly, I think it would be harder to get as big as Tammy than it would be to lose 100 pounds. I think it would be harder. I don't think it would. You'd have to eat. It'd be more expensive. You'd have to eat 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 calories. It'd be pretty easy. Once you get the ball rolling. You'd have to stretch your stomach out. That's what I'm saying. You have to, you have to do a little bit at a time. Yeah. I didn't eat any carbs this weekend. I'm I'm overhearing about your carb diet. Except for peanut <laughs> I'm, I'm overhearing about it. <laughs> for two days, I'll do it. Then, well, I had a, I had a, I had a, went to the buffet. I had some carbs. Well, Thursdays I have, and then the next two days I'm back on back on the no carbs, and then uh, well, th- my carbs. I, I cheat on Thursday nights for you know the segment for for the for the the fans. Oh, yeah, well, that's the only time I got to give one for the fans. Yeah, it's the only time you get the carbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've lost your privilege of watching the big fat weirdos. No more. You need to. You need a uh, what do they call it? To, uh, an attitude adjustment today. I do. You need to get happy. Yeah, I feel less you're stressed. you're miserable like I, lit today. I feel less stressed now that the weirdos are off my channel. Now that I can't <laughs> see them, now they're not in my peripheral anymore. I feel better. It's just a black screen now. Yep. Would you rather me put up the top sports logo? No. Okay. I get tired of looking at it too. Then we'll look at the black screen. If you're lucky, I'll put up winners and losers on the screen later. Mm. <laughs> Put up the graphic for it. If Looking forward to that. If you're lucky. <laughs> Cam, do you think Derek Carr to the Saints does anything? I mean, I think at the very least it now solidifies them as the favorite in the NFC South. Yeah. They'll find he'll find a way to stink down there. Um, I'm just very confused on how they always have money when they're hundred million over the cap. It is impressive. It I, is impressive. I, I would imagine there's going to be some creative accounting here because they said they're giving him a four-year deal. I can't imagine that that's going to be a lot of real money on the back end of it. Yeah. I would imagine they're going to bloat it out. And like maybe when they cut him in year three, you know, they'll have $10, $15 million of dead cap over years three and four maybe. Yeah. 
It just doesn't make any sense. I need an investigation. They're creative. I've been hearing about the uh, the Saints salary cap hell for three years, and it just mm. never. I mean, they sign whoever they want every year. Never actually comes to fruition. So Derek Carr looks like he is headed to New Orleans. The last report after that came out. Okay, so people started connecting the dots. Okay, does that mean the Jets? Jets getting Aaron Rodgers? Well, then the report came out, or at least a report came out. It's like, nope, he's leaning back to, towards going back to the uh, the Packers. Which, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you'd rather do that than go to the Jets, right? If you're going to, because like so. I mean, like doing one or two years at most of the Jets, like, are you really going to win a Super Bowl there? Probably not. Are you, you know, going to sign up to be the fourth best quarterback in the conference that seems dumb you have a better chance of getting to the super bowl with green bay i would yeah. imagine yeah the nfc is just an easier path in the yeah grand scheme there yeah i mean yeah, that division's easier to win i mean i know the lions are on the way up the bears stink and the vikings are the vikings but like you don't want to ruin your one team one legacy type of thing so yeah. then that forced me to thinking, well, now we're the Jets going to do it quarterback. And then I'm like, well, let's see. I'm like, maybe they trade for Tannehill. So. so the Packers are going to be locked down by Aaron Rodgers again another year? That's what an initial report came from the, uh, I guess it was uh, part of my take. If I were a Packers fan, I'd be ready to move on. Probably. I'd be ready for the Jordan Love show. Yeah, but see, that's the scary part is that, like, the Jordan Love show is what's next. and. Well, he looked good when he came in. For that one quarter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good sign. I mean, what else are you going to do, draft? I don't know. They are going to ruin, like, the last bit of his rookie deal with him being a backup. So, like, he's not even going to be that cheap. Although, I guess he hasn't really done anything to earn a big contract. So, maybe that's better mm-hmm. for them. Maybe they could just be like, hey, you be the backup one more year, then we'll give you a modest extension and save some money over the next couple of years. But I don't know. You would think Jordan Love's camp would be like, well, just trade me then. I want out of here yeah. then if, if Rodgers is going to stay in. Maybe that does end up happening. Who knows? But the quarterback carousel is starting to spin a little bit. The combine this weekend. Seems like everyone is raving about Anthony Richardson coming out of the combine. Yep. He came out as the biggest, fastest, tallest, strongest quarterback. Which he, is kind of what we expected, but when you see the actual numbers come out – it does hit different for some people. I did not have I did not have him basically matching Jalen Hyatt in the forty yard dash. I didn't see that coming. That's essentially what happened, right? They both ran a four four one. Is that yeah? What an underachievement by Hyatt. It is wild how we get we see a four four now. We're like ah yeah, it's not not that fast. Slow. <laughs> it is what we thought about Hyatt. It is slow. Anybody can get out and run a four four. I wonder if Hyatt is uh, he's more of the 50 and 60 yard speed, who knows. Yeah, he probably he's one of those guys. He's lanky like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's not, he's not used to having to stop at 40. Right. I wonder if like if, if he hits the top speed at like He's more of a 70 yard dash kind of guy. When do people usually hit their top speed in the 40 yard dash cam? I'd say probably about mark. 30, 25, 30 really? somewhere in there it's usually, usually the so 30 probably, yard mark. Is that a it's, legit It's all thing so much saying? about start. Mm-hmm. It's so much about start. But your actual top speed's 31 yards in, you said? It's between the 31 and 32-yard mark. 
I feel like you're making this up now. The no. more you talk, the less I believe you. It's, I mean, it's right between. Yeah, it's no, not, you, it's not necessarily talking, right no. at the 31-year-old. Yeah. Once, once you start talking, the less I believe you. At first, it's like, yeah, maybe he knows. i you even asked you. Yeah. Like, is that a real thing? Well, you know. What would it be the 31-yard? I don't know. They make you run 40, so I guess that's a good indication of, like, you know, you get to it's the. actually the 26-yard mark. That's when you hit I mean, I would imagine it's somewhere around anywhere between the 25 to 30-yard line, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you hit top speed. Yeah, yeah, the forty is just so predicated on the start that like some of those guys that are fast just aren't good starters. That's why a lot of them t- do so much time just like practicing their starts before their combine forties. Sure, what a waste of time going out to run just forty yards. Man, nah, not if you can make a whole bunch of money doing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a waste of time for them though. That, their money shouldn't hinge on that, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and like with Jalen High, I don't think that's really going to matter. I mean, I think you could put on the tape, see how fast he is. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think his. I'd rather know about his hands. Uh, yeah, I don't think his the, his clock's really going to matter. I think he has proven he is fast compared to SEC football players. But for but for Anthony Richardson, I think it mattered a lot. So like, we'll see where he ends up in the first round. Mm-hmm. Bryce Stroud, those guys, Levis. Between Hyatt running a little bit slower and dropping that pass from Levis, though, not a great weekend for him. Which, when I say running slow, obviously a 4 4 one's fast. How about the slow. SEC East, though? Levis, Richardson, Hyatt, Hooker, Wright, Georgia, you know they're going to have some guys Georgia's in there. Georgia's going to have a lot, yeah. Nolan Smith, I mean. A lot of talent in our division. First round talent. Tennessee's going to have a chance to put Maybe three guys in the first, like, 45 picks, maybe? And that's without even Tillman and Hooker? SEC. Tennessee, if I set the over-under at four and a half, at least first or second round picks, would you take the over or the under for Hold up. Wait a second. Who's the third guy? I'm saying for the uh, first and second round. First and second. The thir- Who's the third four guy? Four and a half? The guy I was talking about was uh, Young. Byron Young. After, oh, yeah, after he did have combine. good numbers last week. I don't know if he can get only the first-round pick, but between him and Tillman, I'd say there's a chance that one of the, Even Hooker, I'd say there's a – I'd say there's, what, a 30% chance one of those guys goes in the first round, 40% chance? I hope we get two first-round draft picks. Well, I think that, at this point, seems, I would say, more likely than not. Darnell. I, Darnell and Hyatt, I believe, will be first-round picks. So, like, I, I would put that – at like a 55, 60% proposition. When do they do this drafting event? It's usually at the end of April, right? Yeah. End of April. So like we'll, go, we'll go through a round, another round of like pro days here in a bit. Do you know where it's held this year? Um, it's in Kansas Cle- City. Kansas City, yeah. Yep, yep, Kansas City. Mm. Kansas City. Yeah, barbecue. It's the last uh, part of April, April 27th through the 29th. Can you take an over or under five, four and a half on the uh, first, first and rounds? second first and second round picks? I'm gonna lean under. Okay. Um, I think we'll get you know Darnell, Hyatt, Young. I mean, yeah, you do have a shot, like you said, for uh, Hendon or, or Tillman to sneak in there. Um, but I do feel like they'll, they'll end up probably in the the third round. Okay. Um. So, I, yeah, I would lean other. I think you do have three guys go in the first first. I mean, in the first two days, I, I think you have a shot of getting all five guys gone in the first three rounds there. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, for just doing it in the first and second round. 
Yeah, I would be shocked if all five go- guys weren't gone in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, the by, way by Young, Saturday, you should be just be waiting on Jeremy Banks and yeah, people like that. But. Yeah, with with the way that he ran and the way he tested, like to me, Byron Young becomes uh, mm-hmm. pretty much a lot to be gone by the uh, you know by the end of the third round. Yeah, well, absolutely. I thought that was a, a good weekend for them. I haven't seen. I guess you know Hooker isn't throwing and isn't healthy, but he measured well and everything though. Okay. So. And I'm sure the interviews, I'm sure he crushed those. Yep. And, like, the, the clips I saw from the press conference were really good. Yeah, so he, somebody will fall in love with him and be like, okay, he's going to be ready by camp. We'll take a shot on him. So When the Jets say they want a veteran quarterback, I wonder if, like, they're like, hey, you know what? We said a veteran quarterback, but this 25-year-old college kid, he's kind of a veteran. Kind of a veteran yeah. He's going to come in from day one and be more uh, mature than Zach Wilson was during his entire rookie contract. So. Yeah. Let's uh, let's try that out. We'll dive into what the basketball team did on Saturday and their uh, their future week ahead. After the break, we're broadcasting live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Drink you some light, delicious, refreshing White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Only 100 calories. Cam, send us to break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. Tennessee lost to Auburn over the weekend. They are headed to Nashville as the five seed in the SEC tournament as Missouri took care of business against Ole Miss. From talking earlier this year about how perfectly the conference schedule set up to pretty much correctly saying we weren't going to be underdogs in any games, which I know by the time tip-off came, on Saturday, Tennessee was a two-and-a-half-point underdog, but I think that was mostly driven by the public being like, hey, it's a must-win for Auburn versus what the teams were actually supposed to like be on paper because Tennessee was opened up as a as a favorite, kind of the same way they did against Texas A&M. You weren't really underdogs in any games this year, yet you still find a way not to not win the conference, but you didn't even get a double bye. You ended up playing yeah, on Thursdays. They lost seven games. Yeah. Embarrassing. It, it – is very disappointing. I don't know if I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm very disappointed in it. On one hand, I think about had you won the buzzer beater games, you're 13 and five. Sure, you're 24 and seven. That feels a little bit better. Even one of them, I would say, even one of them, 12 and six and the double bye feels significantly better than 11 and seven. Still, yet just to end the year uh, so pitifully on the road. I don't know what it is on the road. It's like we just can't – we don't have I, – I, I don't know. I don't know. We need an active shooter. Vescovy was shooting. Vescovy played a great offensive game. To me, that's maybe the most frustrating thing is, like, Vescovy had 21 points, was 5-9 yeah. and nine from 3. I mean, yeah. he is our only shooter, but, I mean, I thought he played a, you know, really a, a brilliant game. We need another active shooter, though, you know? A guy that's not afraid to let it spray. Well, Josiah shoots him. He got up six threes. He only hit two of them. It was 4-12 from the field. I mean, he was an active shooter. 
You yeah. thinking more of like a white active shooter? That's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. A guy that knows how to hit the targets. Yeah. Love a little gun violence humor. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's classy. That's that's what they say about me. Classy. Yeah. yeah. Classy Cody. He's so classy. My I think my favorite thing is uh old Republican white dudes calling young black men classy. He shows a lot of class. He's so classy. That young man's going places. I don't know what anyway, you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, I don't either. I don't either. Don't need to turn back on the thousand pound women. I wish you would, honestly. Kind of gives me something to watch when you and Cam are talking combine. Yeah, I know. That's why I need you focused. <laughs> well, that's why I, I don't know how to talk combine. That's really why I, I turned it off because whenever me and Cam were talking, I look over and you were staring at the TV. So I was like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I was thinking about when you were talking about the combine? The fat women. The no, middle fat women. I was, I was thinking about farm combines. And I was thinking, would I rather have a combine on a farm or be invited to the pro combine? The three guys who get some minutes at center, Uro, Shawaka, and Adu, I thought they were all pretty terrible on on Saturday. I mean, j- at least Toby was out there still rebounding. He grabbed 10 rebounds in 18 minutes. Like, this is what he's going to do. He's probably going to go down as Tennessee's best rebounder. I mean, at, at the very least, since Jarnell Stokes. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say he's probably going to surpass Jarnell when it comes to rebounding. On a minutes, you know, per per minutes especially, mm-hmm. but like you know, assuming he's going to be here all four years, like he's going probably. I don't know what Tennessee's record is for rebounding, but he's going to have a chance to beat it. Do they keep records for rebounding? Most rebounds in a season? Yeah, I would say that uh, they do. The most rebounds ever, according to uh, Wikipedia, Gene Tormahalen. He has eleven hundred thirteen. So that's oh the, uh, yeah, I remember Gene. Yep, that's the uh, that's the goal he's trying to hit. That's the mark he's trying to hit. I remember watching him play against uh, who was it back in the day? Because Gene played for obviously the team that he played for, mm-hmm. and he was really good in that game against. Yeah. Looks like he did. The rebound. Looks like he did in mm-hmm. three years. Yeah, legend. What yeah. years do you think Gene? Fifty six to fifty nine. Nailed it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was there from '56 to '59. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I swear he was. I mean, according to Wikipedia, he was where? From here, from '56 to '59 at Tennessee. Oh, at Tennessee. I mean, I'm talking about Tennessee's all-time. Oh, okay. Rebound leader. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking up. Tennis- I was looking up Tennessee's really? all-time rebounding. '56 to '59. Nah, I don't believe you. There's no way it's exactly 56-59. 56 through 59. How would I just you. guess that? Off well, 56-57 season, but 56, it starts in November. But yeah. 56-57, 57-58, I, I guess as freshmen back in the day, you couldn't play, right? I guess they had yeah. that rules. Like you, you couldn't play as a freshman. When I hear the name Gene, I think of the 50s. Well, that's when he was here. <laughs> he is on, let's see. Wow, what a, what a guy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has eight of your top ten single game rebounding records. Jeez, what an animal. But not the number one. Herb Neff. Oh. Mm. Herb Neff grabbed 36 Herb. rebounds. Now, Herb is a – that seems like a 40s name. He might extend to the 40s, but in, it was 51-52 where he grabbed 36 rebounds. Okay. So maybe so he was He here. was around in the 40s. Yeah. But, yeah, he grabbed uh, 36 
in one single game against Georgia Tech in 27 against Mississippi State. So he has two. He has the other two top ten single game performances. Bro was out here balling. You want to take a guess on? Uh, I bet he had good fundamentals. You want to take a guess on how many career rebounds Gene Tormahalan had in his three years? How many career rebounds? Yeah, Tennessee's the all-time. He's the all-time rebounding leader. I mean, I wouldn't even know a ballpark. Uh, I don't know how many games. I, I mean, did he average a double double? I mean, I'd imagine he averaged at least ten rebounds. How yes. many games a year did they play? Let's say he had ten rebounds a game. I'm going to say he had more than ten rebounds a game. Twelve rebounds a game. I was going to say like fifteen, but I don't know. Four hundred in his career. I mean, I don't know how many games they played. How many games? I thought did he played at least three years. You thought he got a hundred rebounds a year? You think they played ten games a year? I don't know. I I assume they played fewer than they do now. I mean, I'm sure they. All right, if they played twenty games a year, that's 200 rebounds a year? six So 600 maybe? Your math's way. 1,113. I don't I don't know. Oh, well. That's yeah. pretty good. You think the all-time leading rebounder in Tennessee history has 400 total rebounds? I didn't know how many games they played. But you know that we play 30 games now. You don't think anybody's gotten over four? Okay. You don't think somebody like – well, Jarnell Stokes is eighth all-time, and he, got, he had 836. Okay. Should I Anyways, know? Should I, mean, I, I know this? I, don't, I, I, mean, I think I don't. you should be able to guess that the all-time leading rebounder has more than 400 rebounds. I, I do think that. I mean, I don't know what's a good number of rebounds. In your career? 400 sounds good to me. They play 30 games a year now. They didn't back then. I thought. But he's your all-time leading well, rebounder, thought, so now, thought, now, if Jardel Stokes played three years, 30 games a year, you don't think he got at least 400 rebounds? The logic side of your brain's missing sometimes. I think. I think you're most. I think you're strictly a creative. Sure. I I don't. Eleven hundred thirteen. I can do math in my head, but I can't do it just willy nilly. Again, like you can. No, it's pretty simple. uh, No, it's it's not not when you don't know the number of games and the. You know how many games they play now, though. All right. So how would you have? So I, I would have said. So I should know how many Jarnell had per game. No, I would be able to do math though to be like, well, he played here at least you know two and a half, three years, and some or just there. somebody, somebody who has been here all for right, three years. Right. So I would say Jarnell's been here. He was here three years, so he played. He played in what a hundred games? Is that a good number? I would say. And then I'd say, a, okay, I, so I Jarnell might have had probably only here for two and a half years though, technically. So then I could say maybe he came in December yeah. that one year. So I could okay two and a half seasons. So I could say maybe he had what ten rebounds a game, basically, eighty games, ten rebounds a game. I mean, is essentially what that comes out so to. So that puts you at eight hundred. I mean, that's rough math. And oh. It comes out to eight thirty six. Well, I mean, I mean uh, you're just asking me on the spot. I mean, uh, I well, let's try I points now. Many... All right, let's try points now. Points. Points for who? The career leader at Tennessee. Well, who is it? Uh well, I don't want to look up the scroll because I want to be able to have a guess too. I don't know what the number is yet. Okay, so how are we going to do it? So the career leader in points. I'm going to guess points. the career leader in points. I don't know this. So it's a little bit of history for us, too. I'm going to guess. 2,000. No, that's going to be way low. You think so? 2,000 is going to be way low. 20 points a game for, let's say, what, three years? Is that the average? So, uh, I mean, I want to say. games? I want to say that. 2,000 times 100. I'm going to guess somebody's gotten into 3,000 points, though. What's 20 times 100? 
I'm going to say 2,400. That's your guess? I guess. Cam? I'm going 2,800. I'm going to go over that. I'm going to think somebody got to 3,000. I want to yeah. say Allen Houston was here all four years. I want to say Andre he played did. four years here. But I might be wrong on that. Allen Houston? Allen Houston, 2,800. 2,800? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I got it. Well, it's 2,801, so I got it because I said over oh. that. Yeah. Sorry. The fact I missed it by one point, yeah. though. That's Ooh. tough. I beat you, though, because I said over 2,800. It's 2,801. He was, here was from prices right rules. he was here from 89 to 93, so yeah, he was here for four years. All right. The way I did the math, I was 28 points a game for 100 games. Yeah, I would say I that's thinking. probably a little high, but the game's lower. The game's yeah. going to be lower. Than, or more than, he played in more than 100 games, so I'd say his yeah. career like scoring was probably more like 24 points a game. Probably, yeah. If I was guessing. Anyways, Toby Waka. I would say he has a pretty good chance if he plays here for the next three years of, of breaking the rebound record. But that's pretty much all he did for you on Saturday against Auburn. He had one point and grabbed ten rebounds. Well, I think he can get at least 400. I would uh, bet a lot of money he has at least 400. He has 115 so far this season. And that's a good number to me. So if he can do that, it's a good career. <laughs> he had 115 so far in one season. I would say he's going to be a four-year player. I would say he's going to be a mainstay, getting at least 20 minutes a game moving forward. I would say he's probably going to end up shattering the record, honestly. I, w- I would be shocked if he didn't Shattered. get – Assuming health, I would be shocked if he didn't end up with at least 1,200 rebounds. I tell you who career. really needs a rebound, and that's this basketball team. They, they need to rebound quickly. The SEC tournament. Can't imagine having to play on Thursday. I mean, if if you told me coming into the year you're going to have to play on Thursday in the SEC tournament, especially back when you and guys were telling me that <coughs> ninety six Bulls. When you guys ninety six Bulls. When you guys were telling me that metrically, Bulls. that statistically we Still were the, the best team since the ninety six Bulls. Still the number one defense in the country. And then I saw that we were eleven and seven in the conference and had to play in the uh, Thursday game. I would have been pretty shocked. I don't think the 96 Bulls would have done that. It is a pretty good draw, though, I guess, if you look at – I mean, you got to play that extra day. So, really, it's not a good draw because if you get to Sunday – I don't know. I don't care. I probably won't even be watching. I'll be snorkeling in the uh, Atlantic. I'll watch all the guys. Have you planned your trip? Yeah. You're going to the Atlantic, you said? Hmm? You're going to the Atlantic? Oh, yeah, I'm going down to Miami. Okay. It's on the board. Hope Can't wait to see those. Pictures. I hope you're ready to lose the board bet. How am I going to prove it? Should I do a live space or something? Yep, I'm going to find various landmarks. I want you to go and do hand signals in that front of That seems like a lot of time, consuming a lot of time. Sorry, I need to make sure that you're not doing any of these deep fakes. Yeah. But it's the world we live in. <laughs> is, I've seen some people trying to cope and say that they're okay with playing this extra game because – it gives you more reps without Zakai. I didn't think missing Zakai on Saturday had anything to do with the game. I, I thought the offense looked good. It was Wendell de- Green kind of schooled us. Well, I was going to say if the offense looked good. It was the defense that I was shocked by. Like I thought that the defense and and I, I do think that maybe Barnes does need another game of getting some reps with the lineups because I did not like the lineups he put out there. I, I don't need to see any more lineups with Tyreek Key and Vescovy out there together. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no point in doing that. And I understand that Meshack had five fouls, and he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. 
on Saturday, which maybe, Cody, earlier when you asked what the hell happens to this team on the road, we know that college basketball road teams don't really fare well. And, like, it we didn't do. seem like Tennessee got a very good whistle on Saturday. I'm not blaming the officials. I, I'm not. But, like, whenever you have, you know, your best defender or one of your best defenders get immediately into foul trouble on some really questionable calls, I think that changed Tennessee's attack. And most importantly, it impacted their defense. They gave up 49 points in the second half. Yeah. Gross. I know it's hard to win on the road. That's more points than Auburn scored in the full game in Knoxville, by the way. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Six more, actually. Yeah. I know it's hard to win on the road, and I know that uh, in college basketball it means more than it does in any other sport, be it on the road. But I would have liked to have seen us get at least like one of these games. When, when you look at the back half, the end of the schedule, and you see that our last road win was – Mid-January at LSU, a bad LSU team. We're I not mean, going on the road anymore, though. No more road games. You could say we're not going on the road, or you could say everything's on the road. <laughs> I, no, I don't, I don't think you're going on a, in a road atmosphere anymore. I mean, no, I, I mean, but I think it's the atmosphere that matters. Road. No, but I think it's the atmosphere that matters. I think it's the officiating. I think it's the being at a familiarity <laughs> disadvantage against teams. Like I think teams shoot better at home. They're used to being at their home. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a disadvantage. I think it's obviously an advantage for Tennessee at Thompson Bowling. I don't want to act like we're – Right. You know, we're, we don't benefit it from it, too. Right, right. But, you know, I, I think that neutral sites are not the same as road, I guess is all I'm saying. No, they're not. Uh, even though you are on the road, the other team's on the road, too. But sure. Both teams are traveling. But the, the travel is the only part of it that makes it like the road, you know. Uh, I, I just – seems to be like good teams are better on the road. Te- teams that win. Can win road games. Can win road games. Like teams that are built to win a championship or, or make a deep run, I feel like they they win more road games than than we did. But, mate, you know, we're uh, undefeated on a neutral floor this year other than the lost Colorado. So maybe. Uh, hopefully we just don't go back to Nashville then for anything. Yeah, maybe it's the battle for Atlantis all over again. Well, I would say that most of the audience, Cam, doesn't care about the SEC tournament. I'm not one of them, but I would say most of the audience probably is like, whatever. Go there, beat South Carolina and beat Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I would say most people would be okay with losing to Alabama. Like, don't get embarrassed by Alabama, but if you lose to Alabama on Saturday, people would be like, okay, that's fine. Get an extra day of rest, good showing, whatever. Might not even beat Missouri. You might not, and I think people would be mad about that, and I would be mad about that. Like, it would be embarrassing to get beat by, swept by this Missouri team. Losing on Friday is not a good. No. The only thing worse than losing to Missouri would be losing to the team Thursday. That'll be what, South Carolina or Ole Miss? Ole Miss and South Carolina play on Wednesday, and then, yeah, you get the winner. Surely you couldn't lose to either of those teams. I don't think you're going to lose to South Carolina. You've beaten them by a combined 83 points this year. Even if it is hard to beat a team three times, I feel like you'd have a pretty good chance against that team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like We're beating them by an average of 41.5 points a game. Ole Miss did make you sweat a little bit at Ole Miss. So I think I'd rather play South Carolina. But, yeah, yeah. again, beat South Carolina, beat Missouri, look good doing it, mm-hmm. play good against Alabama, and I think most people would lock that in for the SEC tournament. It's not championship or bust for people, although Tennessee does have the second-best odds to win the tournament still. That puts you, you, what, 20? 
four and ten going into the big dance. It'd probably lock you in. I mean, Tennessee right now, according to Bracket Matrix, is the final three seed. That's not, you know, a, a perfect a perfect, you know, uh, thing to follow, but I tell you what's about to get spoiled, and that's uh, I believe four straight seasons of single digit losses. Yep, unless and, you win it all. Unless we completely run the table from here on out. Which I think everyone would lock that in. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. You're twenty two and nine. So to finish the year thirty-two and nine would be uh, pretty good. Right now on FanDuel, Tennessee still has the second best odds to win the SEC tournament at plus three forty. Alabama first at plus one sixty-five. Kentucky third at plus four seventy. Mm, that's good value. Yeah. I mean, I view, I view, you know, Thursday's game as a tune-up. Friday's game, I mean, I think Tennessee will be favored by seven points or so in against Missouri. Now, whether or not that means you win it, you know, obviously a different story. And then if you get to a Final Four of the SEC tournament against Alabama, A&M, and Kentucky, I mean, you wouldn't feel like you don't have a chance in that. You could beat Alabama. Alabama's looked very vulnerable over the last, really the last, like, you know, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Since Tennessee beat them, they've looked pretty vulnerable. Problem is, by the time you get to Sunday, you're going to be pretty tired. Yeah, and like I would say, some of us don't want to have to play four straight games. That's why I'm saying, Cam, I don't know if anybody would be yeah. that upset if you lost to Alabama in the grand scheme of things. Of course, you're going to be Who's mad there? that day, and you'll be like, yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to make Josiah and Phillips, who just came back from injury, play four games in four days. Now, granted, like the first day, you should be able to really play your bench. I was I was going to say maybe we could implement uh, load management in the South Carolina or Ole Miss game. I would imagine that you'll play your regular rotation, but you might keep an eye on the minutes and like you know you get the guys out if it's a blowout. Yeah, that might help you. I don't really want to play Kentucky again. I mean, if you do play them against in the SEC championships, <clears> I mean, I'd sign up for it. You kind of flip the script on them from 2018 when you swept them in the regular season then beat them for the SEC championship. You could maybe flip that. I'd be scared going into that game. Yeah, I know, but you'd sign up for an SEC championship appearance. You'd roll the dice on on your fear. I'd be crying. That checks out. I would say Tennessee needs to at least win the next two to have a chance at the three seed. Any losses to Missouri or South Carolina would, would knock you off of that or Ole Miss, I guess, if they beat South Carolina. What, the three seed? Yeah. So we'll get the three seed even if we lose to Missouri, maybe? I would say no. Nope, okay. I would say no. So we need to get to Saturday. Losing to Alabama would maybe keep you there. Beating we could Alabama. We to a four seed? We're the last three right now. What a what – uh, So I said a few weeks ago we were going to be a four seed. What a botched – End of the season. No, pretty embarrassing. It is embarrassing. We were talking one seed. And now we're yeah, we were talking about a one seed. Now you're going to tell me it could be a four seed? In a strange twist of fate, only the tournament can save Rick Barnes. And it's been his biggest nemesis of well. his entire career. <laughs> hour one in the books. We'll kick off hour two of headlines. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio.